We are in Champions League, man. That was my name. Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, coaches. Welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. This is a recent interview we did last week with APFA, Association of Professional Football Analysts. We've started a new series there of live Friday interviews. And first up was Chris Rich, head coach of UNC Greensboro. Massive success there. And then Caitlin Longino, assistant coach, University of Iowa. Another fantastic program. We wanted to get them on and talk about data and college recruitment, getting as much insight into how data impacts daily processes, player profiling, post-game analysis, everything around the program. This is the first 25 minutes from that interview. Some brilliant perspective from both coaches. Highly, highly recommend that you go and watch the full interview. It's over an hour. If you want to watch it, go on the APFA website, apfa.io, apfa.io. Full interview is there. It's free. All you have to do is set up a free account. And when you're there, check out the online courses. There's a ton of free content there as well. There's also online courses that you can take around analysis Brilliant platform, excited to team up with them. Our next interview is this Friday with Sammy Lander, substitutions coach uh, in England. Really, really innovative concept. Join us for that. Again, you can register on the APFA website. We'll show a little bit of that interview next week. The full interviews will be on the website. Check them out, apfa.io. Here is Chris and Caitlin. Enjoy. Caitlin and Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Two great programs, Division One experience and postseason experience and tournament experience. So uh, when I was putting this together, I wanted to try and get people with perspective, not just of data in college, but also who have, who have been at a level where scouting is really, really taking place and recruitment is at the cutting edge. So always keen to hear about the recruiting process and and. The first question, and we'll start with you, Chris, if that's okay. When you're looking at a player, and probably a domestic player, a U.S. player, um, rather than an overseas player to start, but when you're looking at that player and, and you're looking at their, their youth games, how many times is the preference for you to watch that player before making a, an opinion or a, or a decision on them? Yeah, for, for domestic players, we, we obviously have the opportunity to see quite a bit. So we'll, we'll be right around seven, eight plus before we make a decision. Uh, we're heavily in state uh, with our domestic guys. So we see them a lot, uh, right? Uh, whether it's in our environment through camps or, or um, watching showcase events or watching their, their weekends throughout the year, I'd say minimum right around that number. And obviously domestic guys, you're probably watching them over a couple of years as well. You watch them maybe as sophomores. So you get your evaluations six to eight times during that year. And then, when they enter their junior year, same thing again. Um, so quite a bit it's in double digits for sure. Um, you get really comfortable through the recruiting process, uh, recruiting process, figuring out their 
positive and negative qualities. And as you mentioned, uh, international is a completely different ball game, but definitely our domestic guys, as many as we can. Caitlin. Yeah, we're right around the same window. Um, You can never watch a player too many times, you know, whether it's seven or eight over multiple years um, is something that's really, really important. And I think something that's important on the women's side as well is players are typically recruiting in their junior year now, give or take. Not everybody has that journey, but continuing to watch them in their junior year and their senior year to then help them grow and develop as players. And I think that that's really important for us um, on our side of things, just to continue to watch them, continue to build a relationship with them um, and coach them in those areas. Now you get into the fun stuff. So you've got your staff in, at Division One. You're probably looking at, and, and correct me, please, four countable coaches right now, or is it still three, four? Um, yeah, it's four countable coaches, including the head coach and two full-time assistants, one volunteer. That's actually turning into a uh, full-time position July 1. Yeah, all right. So this is great. So you, you're now in, in managing and part of staffs. What is the process of, so say, Chris, you've just hired someone. Let's just say you you hire me tomorrow and you send me out to watch a match and it's a right back or it's a left back. Um, what kind of process do you have in place for the profiling of players uh, within your staff? So the first thing we do anytime we hire somebody, and we do this once every few months, actually, even with our, our, our staff that's retained, is we review our, our player profiles. Um, so we have this game model that's fluid, that's constantly evolving. And we, we, I touch upon that pretty much after every fall season, readdress it, reevaluate things, add to it, remove things and so on. But within that are your positional profiles. Um, so we're very specific. And what we try to do is we try to be on the same page. So it's not about finding the best, most talented players, it's about finding players that fit our game model. Um, that fit the positional profile. We invert fullbacks quite a bit. That's a big one. So we don't look for out-and-out fullbacks. We invert them. So they're really like – a lot of times we're looking for center mids in those spots, right? Um, Center backs, we like ball-playing center backs. So we're actually looking for their passing actions, their their on-the-ball actions first before we look at their defensive actions, which may be a little bit different. So it's always connected to our game model. And then, and then connects those positional profiles. It's very important the staff is on the same page because you bring an assistant coach in and it doesn't matter if they're coming from Wake Forest, which we brought one coach in from, or the Division Two world, which we brought a coach in. You know, we're going to see the game slightly different, but we always got to have to connect it back to our game model. Um, and once we start going away from that, unless it's a player that just, you know, significantly outweighs um, – our, our profiles that he's just too good to pass up. We try to stay within that, those lanes. And, and then once those, those coaches are aware of what the players were looking for, how it fits into us tactically, it gives them a clear view of, you know, how to recruit. Because in my opinion, it's very challenging to go to a, an environment and just watch players. Um, you can be overwhelmed when there's 30 games going on or 25 games going on, multiple players. So we try to streamline it, connect to our game model, connect to those positional profiles and then give our coaches a clear understanding of what they're looking for. All of this, the, the inverted fullbacks, very, very interesting. Very, very hard to get a direct transfer from youth level to fullbacks to college level, high-end college level with that inverted aspect of it. When you're looking at those midfielders then, are, is that more of a of a technical thing? You've, you've still got to have the mobility, right? So I'm guessing 
sixes isn't really a, a transfer. Can you talk us through the process of that midfielder? Yeah, it's a great question. So we're mostly looking for their, their in-possession qualities because they're going to be pretty much operating in our half spaces. So, you know, if you put a true fullback inside, they're obviously having to scan different ways and there's pressure coming from different angles now, right? Versus we're just operating on a touchline. So we're mostly looking for eights, really. Eights that can defend out of possession. Um, your, your true sixes nowadays, through my experiences, or your, you know, the link between the midfield line, the defensive line, um, maybe they're ball winning, but most of the sixes, at least in this country nowadays, are, are more uh, creating attack and the link in between. So we're actually looking for eights mostly that can invert in those half spaces that are used to pressure coming from all surroundings and that are good enough in one if one v one defensive actions because anytime you because how we do it we we invert the fullbacks but then they drop back in and they defend as fullbacks so um we try to find players that are good enough to operate as a center midfielder but then can defend as a fullback so usually it's eights uh, it's not always like that but that's kind of what we look for Brilliant, brilliant. All right, we're going to get you on in the next few weeks to do a webinar on the inverted. That's a That's great. topic. Uh, I'll come back to you on that. Caitlin, same question for you. Whenever, whenever you're looking as a staff and David gets everyone together, what kind of things are you talking about position by position and how does that process kind of flow? Yeah, absolutely. We're very similar to Chris. We have our game model. We have our player profiles, which, are, which is at the foundation of what we do. Um, those recruits and those players that we're watching, they got to be able to fit those those elements and how we want to play the game. Just like Chris said, if there's special qualities of players. Do you try to fit that in? Where does it fall into your game style? How does it change or improve how you want to play? And I think that those are all really important questions to have some idea of what you're looking at before you go into events. The other element that I think is really important is you also have to know what you need. Grad years, positions, how much money do you have to spend on players that you're recruiting in those classes? And as a staff, you have to be on the same page as you travel to these events. And I think it all comes down to how do you organize your recruiting stuff here in your staff? And every staff does it differently. Every staff has a different software, or maybe they use Excel, whatever it is. There's a strategy behind it. And I think it's really important because that creates organization to then go out and streamline it like what Chris is saying. How many times have you seen a player? Has you know the other assistant seen a player? Because that's something that's really important. We didn't talk about it in the in the first question, but you know, not only do we want to see them seven or eight times, but we also probably want two, two or three coaches to be able to see those players and gather opinions about them. Um, we want to see them in different environments. Can we see them in a training session? But you have to know who those players are, and you have to track those players, whether it's for a year, two years, whether it's after they committed. That's something that's really important for us. So some things that we do to try to streamline that is, first and foremost, we have a rating system for players that we really feel like fit our game model and our style of play. Um, we come back, you know, whether you're doing it as the event's going on, I like to do it as the event's going on. Some of our other assistants, they like to do it, you know, when they come back, it doesn't matter as long as you have the information from the event of what you thought on that player, 
a couple lines of notes so that you can really remember, um, a rating so that we know where to kind of put them in on our recruiting board, or do we take them out of our recruiting board? So having all those conversations starts with the organization going into an event and knowing who you have to watch, who are you tracking, um, and then after event, that reflection process of who else did you find? Whether they emailed you and got on the email list or whether you saw them because they were playing an opponent, um, who else did you find? Where do they fit in? Do any of the players that we've been tracking, do their ratings need to change one way or the other? Um, and I think that those are all really important conversations that you have to have after events, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever that is, because it's always changing. Your, re your recruiting board is changing every day. Um, you know, and once you get into it, when you can contact players, which kind of for us, we're working through building that 2025 recruiting database. But once we can t contact them in June 15th, now more comes into play of what are the character traits of the players? What are the players that are interested in your schools? And then that recruiting board in that same class really starts to move um, in some ways. But it all starts with what do you need? What do you have um, that helps you streamline and, and come back with, with the players that best fit, that's the best fit for your team? That, that, that rating system is very, very interesting and a question I probably should have asked at the start. Going uh, to your side, Chris, whenever you've hired me and you've sent me out and you've given me the profile, when I come back and I come back in the office, what are you asking me or what do you expect from me? Do I have to fill out any paperwork for you? Yeah, so after every, um, at least for my staff, after every trip, they send a specific detailed report to the entire staff. Um, this is, we have it through all of our uh, coaches uh, evaluate on the iPads. So we, they, we're like probably geeks on the field. We have our Apple pen where we're, um, our schematic is on our, our um, iPad on the program. So that automatically uploads to our cloud for the staff. So by the time I watch a game, our entire staff has that schematic and has information on the players. We take those notes and then after each game or showcase or event, whatever the case may be, uh, the coach, myself included, I put together a report and we send it to the entire staff of all players we like. And then what we do, we have Monday morning meeting or Monday afternoon meetings where we uh, have a, a weekly recruiting meeting every single Monday afternoon where we go over things. And, and as we discussed, that's, that's so fluid, um, especially with different layers of the international market, the transfer portal, uh, everything's changing daily. So, but from the, the cloud, from having all of our reports on it to a detailed report to follow up via email to the entire staff. And that goes into our weekly meetings and we just hash it out. And we grill each other in that. Um, <laughs> and it's mostly me doing the grilling. Um, but, you know, we hold each other accountable. You know, I'm, I'm basically asking questions. Um, I try to see every single player that we bring in, I, I will see for sure. But you know, when we go to an event and we watch them play, they have three games and I only see them play for one game and the assistant saw for the other two games. I'm grilling them in those two games. I'm making them uncomfortable um, and trying to get on the same page. Um, so there's a huge fluid um, evolution of a, of a process, but that's how we go about doing it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, real quick, what software are you using for that? Or is that something you've made up on Google? Or is... Yeah, it's a, it's a notability. It's just the uh, notes app that you pay. 
Um, and within Notability, you can upload a template, which is you can Google that and you literally import a soccer template. And then on the Apple Pen, we you can write on it, right? And the moment that you like get out of it, it automatically syncs once you, if you have data on it, obviously automatically syncs, but once you connect to Wi-Fi as well. So it's as simple as it gets. It's not a, uh, maybe there's programs or apps out there that do that that are better, but we just use notes. Caitlin, what, what's the budget been spent on? Great question. Um, so for me, I'm very similar to Chris. I use the iPad. I use the schematics. Um, every staff is different. Every need is different. Um, for us, we're simple, and we actually just use Google Sheets. So for every event, we have a Google Sheet. We have notes. We have evaluations on it, but that also is all transferred into one um, essentially recruiting board and master recruiting database where we're keeping track of players like class by class. Um, there's a simplicity to it. And um, for me, it doesn't really matter what software you're using. What matters is are you organized? And um, I think that that's something that's really important for us. Um, Dave and Blair are other two recruiters. They're paper and pencil people. Like they like to do, do the paper and pencil in the notebooks. That's great. That's awesome. As long as it gets organized after the event, back into where it needs to go, um, I think that helps us then streamline and know what decisions we need to make next, what recruits we need to go after, um, and how do we fill those voids in our current roster. Yeah, moving along nicely. David actually beat me in the, in the chat room to the question. Um, this, this score, whether it's a, an official rating, rating system that you have, Caitlin, or if it's going into the grilling, Chris, that they're going to get from you in the, in the Monday afternoons, how much of it is a, is a subjective assessment? I'm imagining that at the youth level, it's, it's pretty heavy on subjectivity. Yeah, Chris, for us, um, I'll, I'll jump in and... Um... Absolutely. You know, I think the the interesting thing about data is you also have to be able to see it with your own eyes. Um, oftentimes, like you can kind of I'll test my eyes with instat. So, for example, I'll watch one of our current games. Right. And I'll be like, OK, yep, yep, yep. I thought this player passed really well. I didn't think this player um, created very many opportunities. This player tackled the ball. This player had interceptions. And then I allow the instat report to go, oh, yeah, you're pretty close, spot on to that player evaluation. And so I think when you filter back into your recruiting world of those club teams, you're still tracking that information in your mind. And the information that you should be tracking in your mind is the things that filter back into your game model, right? What are your position profiles? What do they need to be able to do? What does their range of pass need to look like? What does their skill on the ball getting out of pressure need to look like? What spaces do they need to be um, sharp in? How, what are you looking for in a nine? What are you looking for in a 10? And those are all things and data points that I'm just, yep, just grabbing as I'm watching. And those are the things that you're also taking notes on because those are the major factors and decision points um, for how you move forward. For us, uh, our rating system is essentially based on the value of a player in our program. So the financial value of our player. So for us, we can break up scholarships. So um, we do a one through four system. Um, you know, I, 
a, a three is kind of like zero to 20% range. Um, you know, a, a two is a little closer, like are you, you're 40 to 60. Um, a one is kind of your higher end of like 80 to 100. We have a couple of 1.5s that get tossed around in there and things like that. Um, but that's in general how how we talk about it is um, what are their skill sets look like? Um, what is what is their value to our program? And then you got to ask the questions, what do you need? How much money do you have? And all that sorts of fun stuff. It, it's, it's all about value for sure. Um, we have 9.9 .9 scholarship on the men's side. We, we don't have financial aid outside of the normal Pell Grants or academic aids. We're operating as old schools against 9.9, .9, baby. So we are, um, it's all about value. And we, we have a model here and kind of how we streamline what player, you know, where we look for players. We're at in-state school. We are um, heavily international. We recruit a lot of transfers off the transfer portal. So we, we build uh, the value through that process. And the funny thing about value, the market dictates that a lot of times, right? Um, you, you may you may value, at least for us, you may value a player a certain way, but uh, the price may be driven up um, in a day based on other offers or based on the value of other of your competitors. Um, or you may be able to stick true to your value and, and get a player based on that or be willing to let that player walk. So it's all subjective, though, for us um, in the recruiting process. We do – we do have a coach on staff that filters all games, all game video that clips every single game. So for example, when we, when we have video, it's obviously different when we go to the games live, which is the best tool, but we're not, we don't have the budget where we can get to every single event or certainly every single event internationally. So what we do is we bring all these games in and then we have one coach, his job is to filter through highlight videos. And when there's a highlight video that he likes, he sends it to me or the rest of the staff. And then we give the green light, yes, clip the games. So they'll start analytically clipping the game and all their actions through our um, coding software. And then instead of me watching full 90-minute games, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to watch an eight-minute um, action video of both positive and negative actions. So at that point, it becomes a little bit more – it's still subjective, but there are some objective, um, some objective data that you find through that. Um, so I, I think in the recruiting process, it's more subjective, but as much as you can use technology to, I guess, add to your evaluations, the better off you'll be. Yeah, the, we just talked before we started recording about COVID and obviously the impact that it's had on, on all of us professionally and personally. Has it had an impact on the process of, are there more clubs now that are offering games live remotely now for you to watch? Is, has that helped at all? It's definitely shifted a mindset for sure. Um, players are more um, more willing and, and more in control of their process in terms of having video. I feel like uh, the clubs are, are taking more responsibility in having video as well, filming all games. There was definitely a shift for sure. Obviously, during COVID, we, we all relied on, on having as much videos as we can. And every program handled that process differently, right? We, we want it as a coach coaching the local club to see as many evaluations as we can get during COVID. A lot of programs did that uh, when clubs were up and running. That was a, that was a lot of gray area in terms of um, getting as many boots in the ground. And then others utilize technology as much as you could, but sh for sure for us, there's been a shift in terms of players are more accountable in terms of having video and, and clubs are more accountable as well in terms of filming all their games. So you typically can get, 
access to film on everything now. Moving along nicely um, to access and, and how this changes now with the portal. And I'm guessing that, you know, uh, you mentioned it before there, Chris, and, and obviously um, the success and having players coming in and, and the dynamic that's added. But the, the question I wanted to add was, when you're looking now at a, at a player in the portal and you've got Instat, Scout, and, and some metrics through that there, does more data come into play than subjectivity or... Do you notice that or is it straight up again chopping the games or how does that balance out? It's both um, for us. So, so we use Scout. That's a division one men's side. And I think Huddle just bought Instat. So I think there's going to be a shift over on the women's side as well. So when there's transfers, you have a lot of analytics. You have a lot of data um, because uh, in division one up until a couple of years ago, maybe not as much, but definitely recently now that everybody's required to, to upload their video through through Huddle and Y Scout, so you get all their all their actions, and then you get all their data. So we we get reports. So I can get a report on every single player or any player that I want. I can get a report on any team that I want. So um, and, and then with those reports, video supplement as well. So um, for sure, I don't you know every coach handles that differently. For us, we look at a few different uh, measurables when we're looking um, evaluating players, whether in the transfer portal or internationally. Um, uh, passing percentage is, is is super important for us, um, and, and we look at duels won, duels lost. Uh, we look at a few things that we maybe don't have the time to code every single action. But to be honest, at the end of the day, I'm still at the point where I'm not fully trusting everything, and I need to see it for myself. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, you get this data, and you don't know who's clipping the data, right? It, we're, we're still putting the eye test on it. We're still um, we're still using the subjective part of it, but we're trying to incorporate that as much as, as we can through reports. And it's really just adding to the evaluation process versus being a main, a main factor to just deciding whether we go with that player or not, if that makes sense. Brilliant. Caitlin? Yeah, we're very similar. It's a tool for us. You know, somebody pops up on the portal, very simple. We just do a Google search of how do they fit into their school's roster? Are they playing? Are they not? Right? Are they healthy? What is what does their history look like? And yeah, just like Chris, we we pull up Instat and kind of start from there and evaluate how they would start to fit into our team, or maybe they don't fit into our team. And from there, you progress to um, you know reaching out, having contact with them, gauging their interest, um, and pursuing you know re- recruiting and getting them on campus from there. So it's a tool. Um, you know, I think transfers are very unique because. You can also call other colleges and college coaches, right? Like we know a lot of people and um, just reaching out through a phone call of, hey, what do you think of this player? Uh, Maybe you played against them. Maybe you coach them. Um, Having all those reference points I think are really important. It's really important for high school recruits as well. But when they're in the college game, um, you kind of have that standard and that expectation and that information that is very accessible to them. So making sure you kind of get that, start to gauge their personality and um, how that fits into your team as well is important. Brilliant, brilliant. We'll take a quick 10-second break here. Coaches who are watching APFA bringing all the action today. We're going to try and do this every Friday, a little bit of analysis, a little bit of data, discussion. APFA are giving a 15% discount off the online courses. So it's on the right side. Please check it out. They've got match analysis, scouting, positional work in there as well. 15% off. So jump on that there, check it out. 
and please join us in the future. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.